This is the American Military Brit. Shedding light on the realities of military life. Now, here's your host, U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant Christopher Clark. Hello and welcome to the American Military Brit podcast. This is a podcast where we talk to different military members to figure out the full story about the military. Not just the rumors, but the actual story from those who were there and took part in military service. Okay, welcome to the American Military Brit podcast. Um, So there's another, I've got another guest here today, uh, Moses Walters, who's going to be talking about his Air Force experience. Um, so he he did intelligence with me for a little bit over in England. It was only for like a year. I think I, I got back from my deployment in, in Jordan, it mm. was, and then that was when we met each other because you, I guess, got to Lake and Heath while I was deployed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just... Uh, to the audience, the very few listeners that we have listening to this <laughs> podcast, just kind of explain to them like who you are, what you do, and uh, things of that nature. Yeah, uh, so um, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Moses Walters. Uh, like you said, I'm in the Air Force. Uh, I served with Chris overseas in England at Lake Neve. Uh, and um, yeah, I've been in for about 11 years. Um, I still somehow love it. Obviously, there's frustrations, right? But who doesn't have those? Uh, and yeah, I'm an analyst, and really, I just do a lot of talking uh, to crowds, if you want to put it that way. So yeah, and then talk about your uh, your job right now. I know it, it definitely frustrates you a lot now, but like, what is yeah? What what is the deal with with that job right now? I think the biggest thing is the fact that. Um, you know, Lake Neve was so high pace, yes, fast pace, yep. high ops tempo, um, mm-hmm. and coming to a base where it's advertised as, you know, like a test base, it's got a lot going on, a lot of aircraft, a lot of things right. to be involved with. And uh, at the, the squadron I'm with right now, I'm not really as involved as I would like to be. And that's nothing that the squadron can do about that, right? I mean, it's all about mission requirements, but it's just, it's, it's frustrating, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really have uh, a lot of responsibilities like I used to, so. Yeah, and, and that that's funny because that reminds me of the, the last podcast that, that, that I did with, uh, with Grant, and we were talking about how with the job intelligence, it's good to kind of see the, the fruits of your labor, if that's like the, the same. Yeah. Like, it's nice to yeah. see, like, what you're doing is making a difference and to be, like, Absolutely. involved. And even though it's stressful, like Korea, for example, was really, really yeah. stressful, really yeah. high-paced. But it was nice to get praise from leadership and be like, you know, see that the fact that your mission planning is is kind of Absolutely. good yeah. for, for what they want sort of thing. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, and, and the same with Lake and Heath as well. Lake and Heath was, it was, it was fast paced, but then again, it was a whole lot of, I feel like it was a lot of stress for nothing. (laughs) A lot of stress for nothing at home unit. Absolutely. Everybody realizes that when you leave. Okay. So let's talk about the kind of your basic training and your tech school experience. Cause I'm always interested to to hear about people's experiences in that realm because I went to <laughs> so I went to basic training in 2011 I think you you went before me right I was I, I left for basic training on 28 December 2010 
2010. So pretty much okay. the same time. Oh, so you, wow, so you were there. During. Oh, no, you must have left because I got there in July of 2011. So, oh, okay. All so right. you left yeah. like just before I got yeah, there. Yeah. Wow, because I was thinking that would have been weird if we were yeah. there at the same time. But yeah. yeah, like when you went to basic, so it was still like eight and a half weeks and all that yep. stuff. And it yep. was all that kind of, and then mm-hmm. tech Zero school. Then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tech school was six months and yeah. all that different stuff. So mm-hmm. where did you fly in from for uh, tech? Like, where did you, were you in Florida? I was in Georgia. Georgia, you yeah, were so in Georgia. From Atlanta. Okay, so it wasn't that bad then, but mm-hmm. like. What, like, just kind of talk about basic training and tech school and just, you know, oh, how it was pretty much. <laughs> so it, it was weird for me because uh, uh, I don't think I had the, the same experience as the majority. Right. So I guess a lot of people were like, I didn't like it. You know, it, it was it was hard being away from family. And I'm just like, I loved it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. for me, I, so right after, right after high school, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I tried college and... Um, it wasn't like I couldn't do the work. I would show up and just take tests, right? right. So I get D's because I didn't do any of the assignments. These don't really keep you out of <laughs> academic probation. Uh, right. I didn't learn that until, you know, after the second semester. So it's like, man, I need to do something that's like just one entertaining and one gets me out of Georgia. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I just I, I don't really love where I'm from. It's okay, but I don't really love it. Hmm. So the military, right? My cousin's like joining Air Force. So uh, I had to wait a year to leave. As compared to the Army and Marines, we're like, hey, we can get you out during a week. Mm. Uh, one of them was like four days. Uh, so I was like, nah, I'll wait, because I hear Air Force is way better. And I get to basic, you know, do the flight out there and all that. And it was great. I loved it. Okay. The f- okay, so hear me out. Like Food why? is free. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, my parents were more strict than most of those MTIs. Oh. Um, I met a whole bunch of dudes from a whole bunch of areas that – it just blew my mind uh, because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I've been to Nebraska. And they're like, but have you really been to Nebraska? And they're telling me about their upbringing. And I don't know. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff just fascinates me. Uh, I didn't really get a lot of that from where I'm from. So you're either from Georgia or New York, where I'm from. You know right. what I mean? Uh, so it was, I don't know. I enjoyed it, man. It was great. It was a good experience for me. That's funny because you don't really hear that too often, mostly like, I mean, basic, when you finish basic, you look back and you think, oh, that was easy, yeah. you know, but when you were there, like I wanted to leave, I told them in the intro podcast, I wanted to leave after like two days, I think it was, <laughs> so I was really? like, oh, I hate this, man, I want to go back. Why do you hate it so much? Uh, like, I want to go back, because it was something different, man. Uh-huh. I think you, sometimes you adjust like not well to something that's different because it's fair. like, you're not used to it basically, but. What did you do before you left for basic then? I... I did like a whole bunch of nothing jobs, like, mm. and that's the thing. Like you were talking about, you just wanted to get get away from home. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to do as yeah. well. That was exactly why I joined. But I got there, and it was just you just getting yelled at all the time. <laughs> you don't get any yeah. sleep, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, I came from London that's all the right. way to San Antonio. That's right. So I'm jet lagged, but I don't even have time to think about being jet lagged. I'm just like like all so you over had to fly the place. From Birmingham yeah. to London. No, we, uh, we, so we went to Lake and Heath. We stayed the night there. Mm, okay. And then my, uh, you know, my, uh, what, what is he called? Recruiter. Mm-hmm. Recruiter saw us off the next morning. He was like, okay, mm-hmm. get on the, yeah, we got on like a coach or whatever to yeah. go to, 
Well, my mum just kind of waved goodbye to me, and I was <laughs> off to London and went through the Heathrow Airport and yeah, flew straight to San Antonio. So that was that was kind of crazy, man. That yeah, was, that's uh, that's a that's a crazy experience flying across the pond like that. Yeah, but like basic was just kind of just straight into the fire. But when you finish it, it's just like all right, it was cool. Like I did like the food as well. I think yeah. you said you said yeah, you like the food, the food right? So it was free. But yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Well, so did you ever have the whole? Um, you know, lick a biscuit where your your MTI is like yeah. just eat a biscuit or lick it yeah, real quick lick a and get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, it's crazy. I, I don't I don't know what it was, but I would never rush. I would just sit there. Sometimes the mm. dudes would be looking at me with those wide eyes, like you're not going to hurry up. You know, because mm. you can't talk. Right. And they get up and go, and I'd just be sitting there eating. And like I felt a couple of MTIs look at me and just kind of like stand behind me. And it, like there was a couple of times, maybe like literally a couple of times where they were like, hurry up. You know, a real trainee, yeah, and I just be up. like, I'm just gonna eat this because one, they can't force it down my throat, and two, you can only knock the tray away so many times. Uh, yeah, <laughs> knock the tray. No, I know. I never actually saw that happen. You know, that's funny, only though. once. It only got knocked away from me once, and I was just like, okay, and I picked up everything and I left. Right. But like, I don't know. I, I so I, I just. I, the MTIs never felt like they got to like the echelon where my dad's at. My dad was like super hard on me growing up. Mm, okay. And and you know I love I love the man to death, right? My best friend now. Oh, of course, now. Yeah, but uh, of man, he was <laughs> this man was he was so hard on me. So like compared to the MTIs, it, it didn't really didn't really hurt too much. So and like were, I said, yeah. I waited a year, Chris. Okay. <laughs> a year. Do you know what I did for that year? I worked in a barbershop. Oh, a barbershop. Okay. And it was cool, but man, I I it. That that was like a wake up call. Like, okay, I ain't living life like this. I gotta do something. So. Okay, but yeah, basic. Yeah, basic was uh, was crazy. But like tech school, tech mm. school was long. Mm. Like tech school wasn't so much crazy because you don't really have the MTLs. Don't really yell at you. Yeah, they don't unless you do either. something really bad. Yeah. You have to do something really bad. Yeah. But like tech school for me was just so long and just so draining. Like, why I don't was know. it long and draining? Like, well, I get a feeling you had a good experience there as I well. Did. It sounds like I okay. had a weird experience there. It's <laughs> like. It was like an in-between, you know, there were certain days where I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Or, yeah. oh, this is great. Yeah, but it was just, it was just so much work all the time. And yes. like, again, you're, work, you're yeah. getting up in your briefing, which I didn't expect doing Intel. They're just like, yeah, you're going to be briefing all the time. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> and you get up there and they just criticize every little yeah. detail of what you do. Yeah. Cause that's what they, they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, I'm curious, why did, why was it good for you? I want to know why it was good. So... I, I, I didn't expect that either. I mean, nobody knows what they expect going into most of these jobs. Most of them, right? But especially right. ours. And uh, I, I just have, like, uh, standing up and briefing in front of, like, crowds was something that I grew up doing. Whether it was church, hmm. whether it was, like, school presentation. Like, I don't know. It just comes naturally to me. So, like, it was nothing to when they were like, you need to get up and brief. That was the easy part for me. Okay. The annoying part was the group projects where it's like, I don't know what it is about our career field, but it just breeds, like, these arrogant – or just sometimes incredibly smart, but just. You get some stupid people. For a well. lack of better terms, yeah, <laughs> stupid people. And there was other things I wanted to say about, you know, watch my language. Um, and I don't know, it, it, that that was the biggest frustration for me. What about you in terms of, like, so I get it, like the standing up and briefing thing. What else really got irked you? Well, what, one thing I will say is uh, 
when people think intelligence, they think, yeah, you have to be like really smart. Some of the biggest idiots I yeah. met were in were <laughs> yeah. in tech school. Let me just yeah. say that. But yeah. yeah, for me, it was just it was just kind of stressful, man. Again, like I didn't want to be there six months. I was thinking, oh man, I'm gonna be here for six months. And then the the one of the worst parts was when we found out our first base and I found out I was going to Missouri and I'm Ooh, like, oh, so I'm going to okay. Missouri. Uh, and my friend who was with me and he checked his base, he got Kansas. So we're next to each other. We're like, <laughs> oh, Kansas and Missouri. Like, uh, so that made it worse. But okay. I just think some of the people there were just not, not really my type of people. I mm -hmm. made some of the best friends I've, I've had, but yeah. I also like, I mean, when you're drinking so much alcohol as well, yeah, I mean, alcohol's yeah. a depressant, isn't it? Yeah, so that's it that's the thing. It was just kind of, and I gained, geez, I gained 40 pounds while I was there as Almost well. Almost the same. I went from 180 to like 220, wow. like 230, yeah. So, wow. So it was it was bad, man. I put on a ton of weight, so. so. So when did you get there? I got there July 2011, left in January 2012. So we were there at the same time. Uh, I mean, I left... September ish, mm -hmm. uh, but it's. I find it weird that I didn't see you because you're so tall and like hulking. I yeah. feel like I would have ran into you or been like, "Who's this guy with the British accent?" You know. Um, uh, but it, I, I just, I'm really curious. So you came from London. Yeah. You get to San Antonio. Yeah. Obviously, it's incredibly hot, and then you get to Goodfellow. Tell yeah. me about your time in Goodfellow as far as, like, atmospherics, as far as, like, the makeup of the town. Because we were there before the oil boom, right? So mm -hmm. there wasn't as many ton, as, as ton of people as there is now. And obviously San Angelo and then, uh, or San Angelo State wasn't really that much of a college. Oh, gosh. Just yeah. Tell me about your experience yeah. there in terms of, like, that adjustment from England to Texas. That was my first football game as well was no Ange way. San Angelo State yeah. University, whatever they were called, man. Really? It was like, oh, this is college football, but it's not really college football. <laughs> they did have it's a nice stadium for what it was. Second, what were they, second yeah, division they like or second something? Division. Whatever yeah. they were, man. But <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that much of a, like, uh, America's so much bigger, right? So when I arrived, I remember I arrived at San Antonio um, Airport, and I think I mentioned this in my intro podcast, but I was looking around like, oh, this is cool, man. America's so big, and it's so it's so hot. I arrived in, geez, when did I get there? May. May, yeah. May, mm -hmm. and then, uh, yeah, so it was hot there in San Antonio, Texas, and I was just like, oh, this is great. All right, so let's get into the kind of the assignments that you've done and stuff like that. So where, where was it that you started off? What was your first base? Yeah, so maybe that's why tech school is a little bit more of a happier experience for me. Okay. Uh, I found out my base was Ramstein in Germany. Oh, okay, well, there you go. Yeah, Ramstein is amazing for yeah. everyone listening, by the way. But yeah, go ahead. Man. <laughs> um, I wasn't excited about it at first, too. I was like, oh, my God. Because, you <laughs> know, it's crazy. funny. I put down all the Bible Belt bases. Okay. And then I got Germany. I was like, how did that work? Uh, but obviously it turned out to be pretty much the best experience of my life. Um, I grew up a lot there and it helped because growing up outside of the country that you're from really oh, kind of yeah. opens you up to things that you'd never experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, after Ramsau went to Langley, Langley uh, that's right. and Langley was great. Virginia, yeah. yeah. Virginia was great, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd probably move back there, uh, permanently. I've heard it's nice. Could, yeah. You know? Uh, and then obviously deployments, I'm not going to go through all those, but I've, I've, I've went to, I've gone to Africa, you know, Middle East. Um, and 
a couple other spots in Europe, but um, well, that's actually what we're going to be talking about next. So okay, sweet. That. I'll leave. Yeah, sidebar. <laughs> Let's talk about sidebar. sidebar. <laughs> uh, Langley took me to uh, the deed. It was technically an assignment because it was a year long, right? Uh, yep. And then I went to Lake Eneef, mm. and then now I'm in Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. So like. Honestly, like, man, I've, I've seen horror stories about assignments, mm-hmm. about dudes going from Cannon, New Mexico to Creech, uh, you know, to Nevada. Yikes, man. And yeah. I'm over here just surfing the wave, you know, so I can't really complain about where I've been. And I've, I've loved every single assignment as far as location. Yeah, because they, so I always say I was punished at first because <laughs> they sent me to Missouri for five years. Yeah. But then, you know, I went to Korea. I had the most fun of, of my life I for bet. that year. Then went to Lake and Heath, which was for those who don't know, we both we met in Lake and Heath. Um, actually, I mentioned that earlier, I think. But um, yeah, we uh, it, it was amazing. Lake and Heath was great, but it was bad at the same. Any time I was in the office, it was bad. But when I was outside <laughs> the office, it was good. Yeah. So yeah, because you know I had my family and friends there and whatnot. But uh, just like I'm curious, like about your opinion on Lake and Heath, because I have obviously a very negative opinion. I don't know, like. <laughs> What is what is yours as far as that goes? Look, the the most honest thing I've ever heard, and wasn't and these aren't my words, I just stole them, is that Lake and Eve is a fob. Uh, okay. For everybody who doesn't know what a fob is, it's a forward operating base. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a Strike Eagle based F-15E model. NC used to be. Mm-hmm. They are really based out of the states, obviously, but you know Lake and Heath is just a. De- almost like a deployed location where you're just yeah. moving on to somewhere else mm-hmm. because all we do out of there is just deploy. That's yep. it. Yep. You train to deploy, you come back and you start training to deploy again. So I, I, I hated that. Uh, <laughs> the high ops simple keeps you busy and yeah, you're important, but it drives you mad. Yeah. The deployment aspect. Cause listen to this, right? I got there uh, in November of 2017 and then I deployed April, 2018. I was like, really? You just give me like five months and, then, then that wastes six months of your tour. Right, right. And it's like, like really, man? Like, I'm, I mean, obviously, like, when it comes to deployments, you get a lot of money while you're there, you which do. is, that's the good part. You like, do. I came back and I did a trip to, because I missed America so much. I was mm-hmm. like, let me go to America for, like, how long did I go for? Like, two weeks or something? Mm-hmm. I did my, like, R&R or whatever yeah. over there. I took uh, two or three weeks, I think it was. And I went to, you know, I got all flashy. I went to Denver. I went to LA. I went oh, to Atlanta. And okay. how much money did I, I spent like $8,000 <laughs> while I did this trip. Cause I of went course. to, I went to LA, like, uh, Denver was for, uh, UFC as okay. well as a Denver Nuggets game. Okay. And yeah. I'm staying like, right. Like I kid you not, I could see the arena from my hotel i was like oh it's right there like and i just got my uber down there yeah. and whatnot la was just a splash fest it was just like let me go to lakers games clippers games yeah. let me sit near like right by staples <laughs> i could see lebron james like literally like he was right there Jeez. And, like i was just going crazy man and then atlanta was the drake and migos concert oh, okay. oh, so man. that was yeah. of course expensive of course. and staying at, in atlanta was expensive mm-hmm. so it was just crazy, man. But uh, <laughs> that was the good part about deploying is that you got money. But Lake and Heath was just – it was just, you know, the fact that you just got deployed and you, like, didn't really get much time to explore. I mean, you did get time to explore England. Yeah. But, like, you know, getting taken away for six months just wasn't uh, – Yeah, it's not a deal. Great, you know, so um, – but, like – our leadership, the worst part about Lake and Heath was <laughs> our leadership, man. I just, I have to say that, man, because 
I, I was telling uh, Moses earlier, I was just saying how that was what caused me ultimately to decide to get out of the Air Force. Like Jeez. I knew while I was in Jordan deployed, I knew I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to get out. And then I got back yeah. and it was even worse than when I left. Ooh. It was even worse. Like you guys, you know, I met yourself. I met Mike. Obviously, Jimmy came. Jimmy yeah. Jamal came later as well. And yeah. like, a couple of these other guys met some great people, but it was just... Like, when I got back, I was like, man, this is even worse than when I left. That, so. And that's understand. And we had two different ex experiences, right? Because, like, mm -hmm. I got there, and we were technically in two different squadrons. Yeah. And the atmosphere was <laughs> way different. When I would come and visit compared to going back to my desk, I'd be like, wow. And can I just say as well, this guy had good airmen. Like, yeah. this guy had some good had airmen. I had <laughs> – listen, man – I, I I love well I love most of these guys right but they were a nightmare to deal with like one of them got a DUI <laughs> one of them got a referral EPR mm. and like one of them had an attitude problem so yeah it's funny because we were just uh, we were just talking about um, deployment experience mm. while I was at I was at Lake and Heath and just kind of like I was saying earlier just with the bad bad airmen and. It was just, it's just a nightmare when you're deployed because you're already stressed enough at, you know, having to go to a deployment, leave your entire life. Like you had to leave your wife and stuff when you, yeah. went, when you got deployed and whatnot. Well, actually, were you married when you, when you deployed? Uh, while we were at Lake Eve, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause. And uh, actually Langley too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, I was going to just kind of get into your deployment experiences because you okay. deployed You deployed while you were at Lake and Heath. You guys, did you guys go to the UAE? Was that where you went? Uh, well, if you can no, say. No, we, we went to the same place you did. <laughs> oh, you went to Jordan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you kind of have experiences there. Were you in the tents or were you in those like little kind of flashy oh, boy. caravan yeah, things? Yeah, that. that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those things are oof. Yeah, I was in the tents the whole time. So, because yeah. because I had yeah, like when you get there, you have a bunk bed to yourself. Mm -hmm. So you got like you can you know you sleep in the bottom bunk and you put whatever bags you up have to top. put on up yeah. top. So and then you got the little locker there as well. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, deployments, man. I I mean I could speak all day about mine, but let's let's kind of talk about yours. Like, what was your what was your first deployment? Uh. If you if you can say as well, obviously don't you know yeah. don't no, creep no, into no, the no, classified. No. So my area, first but, yeah. real deployment was Afghanistan. Afghanistan, okay. Yeah. Um, there you go. But it wasn't real. And I say real because like technically, like technically, I've deployed right. nine times. Okay, um, nine times. But geez. I've really deployed like I call it four or five. Four or five. Okay. The reason why I say it's because like. It, from the outside looking in, you'd mm. say, like, oh, you left home or whatever, and you're, you got CED orders or whatever, you're deployed. Um, but for me, if I'm not in a situation where it's like, oof, I really don't want to be here, yeah. I'll consider it a deployment. Okay. So wow. I, so, so I, let me just suppose that. So I've been to I've been Afghanistan, Iraq, Jordan, um, another area out there. Uh, I've been to <laughs> another area. Uh, I've been to Africa. Right. I've been to, and technically, I've been to three European countries that. That's yeah, not they were a deployment, but they they were not. Yeah, he it just came so from good. Germany. Germany. I wasn't even right? counting that one. Yeah, oh, okay. but, yeah. yeah. I just I just got back from a deployment to Germany. Um, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, man, it's 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 weird, right? Uh, but yeah, between you know the military folk, yeah, I've really only deployed like four times. I did. One thing though, <laughs> you you said um, Afghanistan and Iraq though, man. I'm always interested to talk to people who have been there because I so before I went to Qatar, Qatar was my first deployment. Oh, Qatar I actually too, yeah. yeah, I got I got assigned to go to Afghanistan before that, but that got Ooh. canceled. Oh Luckily, man, Kandahar, Good. Kandahar, oh, yeah. 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 And um, I'm not going to go into the story too much because I told it on my last podcast, but just my, my family was just so like shook from yeah. that when I told them about Afghanistan because yeah. obviously like, you know, you hear about a lot of people dying while they're yeah, in Afghanistan absolutely. and Iraq. Yeah. So, lost people but been uh, there, yeah. yeah, so just hearing that from you, like one thing you always hear in those places, you get like the mortar attacks and all that stuff. Yeah, so, like, yeah that happens. But, but I spoke to some people who have been there and they're just like, oh, you get used to it. They're just like, oh, mortar attack, oh, whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Is that kind of how it was when you, when you were there? Uh, so I, I didn't even tell my folk about it because I was not married at the time and okay. I didn't want to say anything because right. I know how my mom would get. Um, so, yeah, my first mortar yeah. attack. <laughs> God. You know, when you say it like that, it, yeah. it kind of puts it in perspective. Yeah, um, yeah. The first one, I was freaking out. Yeah. I, I imagine, legit yeah. thought I was going to die that day because I yeah. had never heard anything so loud. Yeah. And don't forget, I'm from Georgia where mm-hmm. we love fireworks. Mm-hmm. Big ones. Yeah, yeah. Came by me. You got to go to Tennessee to you. <laughs> um, it, it, I, was, I was so scared. I, I, I was crying. Not going to lie. I was crying. I, was, I, was, mm-hmm. I thought it was over. I was saying prayers. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, cool. Should be fine. And I'm like, what? They're yeah, like, yeah. Just like that. Yeah, I mean, just like that. It only lasted like, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. 10, 15 minutes. Everyone went to bed to work. I was okay. shook. Yeah. I had never seen anything like that. Yeah. And then after that, I didn't care anymore. So uh, it was just like it would happen. You'd be like, oh, you look around, make sure everything's cool. You go outside, let people check, make sure there's no exploded ordinance. Mm-hmm. And you go back to work. Um yeah, that's what it is, man. It's weird. And is it like, do they just tell you to take cover or like what is? No, you, you know to take cover though. As soon right. as you hear an explosion and it kind of everybody looks around and starts saying things, you'll hear, you may hear, so it's it's weird. You may hear an explosion first. You may mm. hear a CRAM go off. Okay. Uh, 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 and a CRAM is literally like, imagine yeah, like a mini gun uh, that's controlled by a computer that has a radar. It's able to see incoming um, munitions and mm. is able to shoot them out of the sky. Um, or make them explode in the sky. So sometimes mm-hmm. you'll hear that. Um, yeah, it just depends. Sometimes you'll be sleeping. You'll hear people wake, waking up around you. Just depends. That's now, again, wild. I was only there for three and a half months. I didn't have to do a nine-month deployment like two of my friends did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I lucked out. And I'm never going to feel bad about leaving. I thank God that I didn't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing we were talking about earlier with, with deployments. It's like, yeah, you make money, but I mean, what are you sacrificing, right? It's like, no. really, you're just saving money because, one, you can't buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it's tax-free, but it's also because your mortars are going off. However, we've also been in environments where it's tax-free, and it's like, yeah, yeah. the worst thing is just dehydration. <laughs> All right, so let's just finish off with just – talking to Moses here about why he's still in because, yo, everybody I meet, right, 
Well, most people I meet who have been in a long time, they're just like, yeah, just got to get to 20 years. Just got to get to 20 years. But <laughs> the thing is, and this is why, because I, I was in, when I got out, I'd been in for eight and, a, eight and a half years, right? And people just kept saying to me, oh, man, only like 12 to go, man. Just do 12 more. And I'm thinking, nah, because one, one thing I always had in my head was I don't want to end up like certain people who are so stressed out yeah. just because they're staying in so long a certain yeah. uh a certain bold individual that we used to work with who I'm i sat next here. to yeah we're not we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna go there i'm just saying he was so stressed out all of the time and that was because he stayed in way longer than he should have and i did not want to end up like that man I, I mean, saw him and other, all these other people. I was like, nah, I'm not going to be You probably wouldn't be bald, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm definitely, I don't have as much hair as I used to. But oh my gosh. Mean, <laughs> but yeah, like, I just wanted to see, like, why, like, why are you still in? I mean, is it financial reasons? Is it other reasons? Like, what's, what's the deal? It is almost 100% financial reasons. Okay. Yeah, um, when I came in, I was going to stay in 20, but I was going to do other things. Mm. And I didn't plan on getting married. I did mm. not plan on having a, a son. Like, okay, it it just all happened, um, and my priorities changed. Yeah, and so l let me tell you just a really quick story, and, and yeah, it'll yeah. explain. Yeah, go ahead. I'm staying in fi almost financially because uh, the re last recession that we went through and mm. housing market crash, mm. 2008, really started kind of 2007 when my parents got laid off. It like it like it was a huge trigger point in my life uh, in terms of like how things change, our lifestyles change, all kinds of things happen. I won't go into that. And I just watched my parents work themselves to death to still try to maintain some sense of like stability for our family. And right. I was like, I will never, ever want, or I don't ever want to have to go through that. Mm -hmm. um, and when you th look at the options that are available out there, like the fact that at 39 years old, I can already have a retirement check every month for the rest of my life, yeah. that, that changed my mindset. And so that's why 20 years is so important to me. And I mm. might stay in after that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if, 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 if it's right. My wife might stay in 20, and she's a couple years after me. So if mm. I stay in 24, maybe I make chief. Who knows? Maybe I maybe i become an officer i, I don't know yeah. um there's, there's a lot of considerations but it's almost completely financial because i have a son now yeah. i want him to have the best life ever i want him to have all the things that he wants i want him to have all the tools that he needs yep. whether it's for school anything after school anytime he needs something i don't want to be able to say i can't do that and that's no fault to my parents you know what i'm saying like mm. they worked hard all their lives but mm. they also had like eight kids to look after, not one. And I'm just trying to do whatever I can to make sure that my son has the, the best opportunity in life. A special thank you to Moses Walters for coming on this episode of the American Military Brit podcast. As always, just be sure to check in with our upcoming podcasts to get these different experiences from these different military people. So just keep on tuning in for this great content.